0: Good morning. We are beginning another week of online worship services, and I have with me some new folks, new faces around the table, and we're glad that you're here with us. Last week we started a new series of lessons entitled, Belong, and we talked about the importance of belonging with a community of people. I think right now in our time of quarantine and isolation, we're beginning to see just how important that has become. We miss being with our groups, people who have similar interests, whether it be a ball team or whether it be a bridge club or, or you know, friends at school. We have those people, groups, that we just enjoy being with because of similar interests. The Creator gave humanity the pinnacle of community, perfect relationship with God and each other. Unfortunately, we know how that turned out. It didn't turn out very well. But we, we still have that inner longing that the Creator gave us to be in community, as we talked about last week. We can find a sense of belonging in other groups, but those other groups are imperfect. They are limited by time and circumstances. Even groups that are based on God— if, if they turn that relationship more into following of rules rather than a community of faith, then they'll miss it. And if you really need to understand more about what I'm talking about, read about the, the scribes and the Pharisees in Scripture. But until the second coming of Christ, the community of Jesus is the greatest community in the world. Last week, we talked about being created in the image of God in Genesis 1:26 and 27. And we looked at the plurality in that, those verses. It says, let us make humankind in our image. God is in community. God is community. He's living perfect harmony within His, his, his threefold being. Well, God the Son came to earth, and He took on human form. And when He did so, He came to redeem us. He came to bring us back to the community that we lost in the Garden of Eden. And there's two things that I want us to talk about this morning when it comes to the community of Jesus. And the first thing is that the community of Jesus has values, purpose, and goals. It has values, purpose, and goals. The Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, it tells us what it means to follow Jesus. It tells us how to live in the kingdom of God and within that community. It was radical. It was upside down. It was a wake-up call, and it absolutely flew in the face of the religious leaders of the day, and it flew in the face of the world. It was a lifestyle that Jesus teaches It was more than a list of rules. It was supposed to change us, change humans, so that we can love God and and to love our neighbors in ways that we never had before. Jesus continued to teach these upside-down principles, even outside of the Sermon on the Mount. He said such radical things as the least are the greatest. He said we are to be a servant of all. He said we were to deny ourselves and to be willing to die. And while Jesus walked the earth, we know that he had these large following of people. But one of the things we notice in the Gospels is that there is a difference between the crowds that followed and the community of Jesus. Jesus tells this parable, probably most of us are very familiar with the parable of the sower. And the sower goes out and he takes the seed and he begins to just throw it out and it lands on these four different types of of soil. And they produce different kind of results. And what we notice is that the fruit that is to be harvested is not based on what they made of themselves but rather allowing the sower, which is Jesus, and the seed, which is the Word, to generate in them. Some heard, and they were hard-hearted. They didn't care. There were some who were excited about its prospect and following, but then they would leave as soon as there were some difficulties. And then there were those who received the word, but the word would be choked out by the desires and the pleasures of the world. But the good soil, it represented those who welcomed Jesus' teachings deeply and exclusively. The Jesus community was those who were sold out to being followers of Jesus and the kingdom of God, its values, its purpose, its goals. That didn't mean they always had a complete understanding. It didn't mean that they didn't fail, because we know that they did. But they were always willing to continue to grow and flourish under Jesus. The community of Jesus was a safe place from the world and its opposing values and fears. It was a place to share life with those who were of like faith. A second thing I want to notice is that the Jesus community was for all. Jesus came and he says, I'm here for the lost sheep of Israel. But ultimately, it was about this process that Jesus was going through and bringing it to the whole world. And even in going to the lost sheep of Israel, he continued to encounter those who were not. And he couldn't help himself. And this is certainly different than the type of social groups that we see in our world. Even in athletics, Jerry here coaches volleyballs, softball, all kinds of ball. Uh, and he knows that, you know, you can only, you know, you have a lot of people who try out, but not everyone makes it. And so to be an athletic, and even if you do make it, it doesn't guarantee that a person is going to uh, start. They may not even play. Then you have, in colleges, you have social clubs and you have fraternities and sororities, and they have a limited number of people. And if, you, if you're not picked in those first few numbers, then you have to take something maybe you were not looking forward to taking. Even in Florida, we have our 55 and older communities. And it doesn't matter you know, how much you wanna be in that community, if you're not 55, you're not getting in. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong. I'm not saying that those organizations are things we ought to stay away from. But we know most communities, as we see them in the world, it's based upon gender or it's based upon age and talent and popularity and financial status and so on. But the Jesus community, it was an invitation for all. That is one of the points in the parable of the sower. Sowers didn't just sow on hard ground. They look for the good soil. But Jesus, in giving this demonstration, he cast it out to where it went to all. That's why what's important is our hearts and our receptability of the word that has been given to us. The way to God is by faith. It's not by deeds. We learn that Jesus praised faith in Luke 7 and verse 9. He challenged those who, who re- relied on their own works, such as the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 17. And then Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, He said this in Matthew 7, verses 22 through 23. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? and do many mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Very good. The religious leaders of the day, they taught that keeping the law was the way that one became acceptable to God. They missed completely what the purpose of the law was all about. But we also see it in human communities, our worldly communities. And in that, you know, well, what if I make a mistake and... and someone else is going to take my place or they don't want me in there anymore. Or in the case of a a sporting community, what if someone else comes in and they're better at this? and, And now I may be not as important a part of that community as I maybe felt like I once was, but it's not so in the Jesus community. He took the least and he molded them. He took, uh, Others And despite their failures, he just continued to work with them. I mean, we look at the 12 apostles. This was his inner circle. And we look at this group of people, and they argued over who was the greatest. They lacked compassion at times for various people that Jesus was trying to minister to. They abandoned Jesus at his darkest hour. And yet, Jesus never abandoned them. Never abandoned them. Even the day of his resurrection... An angelic angel was sent to give the message to go gather up the disciples and Peter and that he would regather them in Galilee. And even Peter, who denied Jesus three times and with an oath, when he came upon Jesus, Jesus doesn't meet him with anger. He doesn't be, he's not condemned, he's not um, judgmental upon him. He's, he's not even saying, Peter, you're on probation. In fact, as many times as Peter had denied Jesus, Jesus came back and he says to Peter, do you love me more than these? He says, feed my lambs. Do you love me? tend my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. The Jesus community is made up of people who failed. Why? Because even though Jesus is perfect, we continue to live in an imperfect world, a broken world, They needed someone who could deliver them from their unbelief and selfishness and restore their need for true, deep, and lasting community. And Jesus provided for them a place to grow together. He told his disciples that something was coming that would dwell in them and with them as a community. The Holy Spirit would fill them and it would fill the whole community of those who were followers of Jesus. They didn't follow the instructions of God because they were afraid of hell, but because they loved and lived in community with Jesus. In John 15, 9 and 10, Jesus says this. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I kept just as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. And then Jesus comes back and He brings it full circle. He brings it to the whole community. In John 15, 12, He says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And then two chapters later, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane for His people. uh, Gethsemane, um, he, He takes us back to the community that was once enjoyed in the Garden of Eden. And there, Jesus prayed in John 15, 9 through 11. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Jesus prayed for the oneness of humanity and God. Until Jesus comes again, God's Spirit dwells in us, and he dwells with us as a community of people. There is not another community in the world that compares to this one. And next week, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this community, the community of God today. What is it like? Are things changed? Who are we? And why is this so important? Let's now bow for a word of prayer as we conclude. Dear Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus We thank you for all that you have done and given us and blessed us with in our world. Father, we we are broken. We fail you in so many ways, but we thank you that you sent your son. Father, we long one day to have that full community with you and one another when your son comes again. And Father, until that time, we pray that your spirit will continue to uplift us and guide us and to continue to help us as we love you and we love one another. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.